0: Some days are terrible, you wish that you were dead, and some days are magical, like grape banana bread. Someday we'll be friends with the voices in our heads, the voices in our heads. Hey, hi guys, are you okay? Who I don't know, I hope you are. I'm recording this on Monday night, so I hope everything is alright, and that you're everything's good it probably not but hey (laughs) life it's funny right (laughs) welcome to the voices in our heads i'm christina marie hutchinson your trusty host and the current voice in your head and i'm happy to be here um what a time boy just so much has happened to me the past week since i've talked to you last and i haven't even really read the news i ain't talking about that shit let's just not talk about it the only thing i am going to say about politics the only, I swear to God, it's the only thing. There have been men in pickup trucks driving up and down the street I live on. It's a major street in Manhattan. And they, I know that they're there because they blast country music so loud that the candles on my candle opera, my fireplace, they're shaking, they're rattling. They're rattling from this ma- these man's country music. And I was like, well, that sounds like you don't belong here, huh? But it's New York City it's a free country new york we welcome everybody and then i open my blinds and what doth i see i saw a pickup truck with all these trump flags and they're just yelling yeehaw i'm like you couldn't even you couldn't be more of a dumb fuck hack caricature yourself man and then i don't know why my first reaction to that was i gotta find something to throw at their window christina what are we doing? We gotta relax more. You know, I've been meditating every day. Uh maybe it's not taken or I gotta do it more. I don't know. But uh really have a strong desire to throw things at people. <laughs> and uh can you blame me? It's a it's a hard time. It's a hard time. I'm staying away from the news just because boy, I got news in my head, and that's all the news that I can handle, and it ain't got nothing to do with Democrat or Republican. Uh oh. Guys, uh, these shows that I'm going to be at with Corinne, maybe they're happening. So far, they are. But who knows with the COVIDs. But if you buy a ticket, it'll get refunded if we have to do a different date. So don't worry about that. But Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, November 19th through the 21st. Bricktown Comedy Club. Boom. Uh, love it. Uh, fuck it. Yeah. Baltimore, Maryland november 27th and the 28th fresh off of thanksgiving with your family or by yourself peace be with you my friend Magoobies joke house mgooby's comedy it's Magoobies. Magoobies. that's such a great name Magoobie. sounds like a poopy whatever <laughs> guys let's do some fuck boy theater okay <laughs> We got, we got, a man, we got some stuff for Fuckboy Theater. First, uh, a a woman emailed me uh, three Tinder bios that she stumbled across in Richmond, Virginia. And she was like, I mean, I can't just, what the fuck? You know what I mean? You got to laugh at this shit. Because if you don't laugh, you'll jump off a goddamn building. Congrats on not killing yourself, by the way. Seriously, good job. So here's this guy's, one guy's Tinder bio and I'll, I'll show you a picture I'll, I'll describe the picture um oh, so many thoughts he looks like he could have been driving that truck uh down up and down my street with the trump flag he has in fact a button up plaid shirt is it buttoned hell no are the sh- sleeves torn off of his shirt and not even in a nice way like he cut them, like he fucking ripped them, or like a dog ripped him hell yeah he got a hairy chest and boy does he have a giant golden cross around his neck so me thinks he loves the christ i don't know we'll see let's read his bio okay from texas oh wait from texas working here for the next two years no offense to people from texas beyonce's from texas i love texas i'm just trying to make fun guys this is all we have from texas working here for the next two years not looking for anything serious but ain't against it either (laughs) If you can keep up, I'm 6'2", country as it gets. I speak my mind, so speak yours or don't speak at all. (laughs) Don't tolerate liars or fake people. A girl with personality and a sense of humor would be cool. Love anything outdoors, especially when it comes to water. If you don't like pineapples on your pizza, fuck off! Singer slash songwriter, guitar player. If you don't like pineapples on your pizza, fuck off, motherfucker! (laughs) Get on out of here, motherfucker, if you don't like pineapple on your pizza. (laughs) Boy, I tell you, I love my pizza, the pineapple, wearing the cowboy hat. (laughs) Uh. Hey, if you don't make yourself laugh you're really you're gonna kill yourself so just please bear with me and he didn't write fuck off he wrote number sign at sign dollar sign percentage sign because he didn't want to say the word fuck <laughs> oh this fucking piece of shit his name's eric you can go suck my dick eric his bio reads anime mm. and please no ugly girls Like, if you don't think I'd be attracted to you, please don't swipe right because honestly, you just cloud up my messages. Oh, we do, Eric. Sorry, my grandma face clouds up your messages. Not trying to be an asshole, but just saying. What the fucking shit? She didn't show me, she only sent me a screenshot of the bio. Again, these are people's Tinder bios. I don't think they the good representation <laughs> oh this guy needs to fucking meditate no ugly girls, please I just wanna make a bunch of fake profiles of just beasts like cartoon beasts and i wanna I wanna hit' him, I wanna hit Eric with all of them at once just fuck off you know you piece of shit all right the next asshole um <laughs> and don't worry we're ending with a girl so buckle up bitches this guy is uh you know his profile he's wearing a pink button-up shirt because real men suck dick so he looks he looks okay he looks fine not ugly handsome guy let's see what his bio says is it nice probably not <clears throat> ready this is jesse Wait, what voice do I want to do? <laughs> do the other one again because it's so fun. Okay, Jesse. I pulled out of over 50 solid nines and tens. Now I'm 30, and there isn't a five that doesn't already have kids. Again, this is his Tinder biography. Why would you ever have kids before you're 30? Stop being bitches, and everyone else, stop being ugly. Oh, okay, Jesse. I'll stop being ugly. Thanks for saying something. I'm not done, guys. This is his Tinder bio. I'm not done. No liberals that disagree with everything. No big, smelly, stupid dogs. Oh, you can go on and fuck yourself, Jesse. Especially ones that shed. Because God forbid Jesse gets some dog hair on his pink button-up, y'all. I'm not done. Again, this is Jesse's Tinder bio. If you have a parent that remarried another person that would be another no for you what the fucking shit are these expectations oh and then the last sentence of his tinder bio i dislike most tattoos fuck off god jesse no liberals that disagree with everything (laughs) well then it's not not the bitch for you daddy no smelly, stupid dog. So, methinks Jesse got bullied by a dog when he was a child. It was probably his childhood dog. You know, there's probably only one instance of a dog bullying a child, and it's the one that Jesse had. It's the one that Jesse's divorced parents had. They bought it after he came home from camp and they were like surprise we're not together anymore but we did get you this big smelly dog and then the dog was like fuck this kid and jesse was like i thought dogs are supposed to love you unconditionally and the dog was like yeah but you don't count and he was like oh fuck i'm gonna have a vendetta against dogs forever and that's jesse's story okay uh all right so this this last conversation i'm gonna read oh man this is wild so uh, a woman emailed me and said that uh, she's in a band and one of the male members of her band was telling her about uh this girl that he was texting for the first time and she sent him her screenshots of these texts and she said she was shook and so she sent me the screenshots and i read them and i was pretty shook too so here we go i mean it's just okay these people have met before it's not on a dating app this is texting okay uh so this guy's first text to this woman on uh let's see october 20 i don't know we'll say it down there hey how are you what's new who this? and then a couple hours later she says oh you just wanted to hack into my phone okay great should have just said that buenos noches and then uh, about 10 hours later she says in all caps death is upon you for taking my baby one of your loved ones will die within seven days you took my baby and then he didn't respond to that because what do you say and then a couple hours after that she texts who the fuck is this let me guess uh and then she says the f word for a a very a slur the one that's a slur let me guess a And like I said, seven days, bitch, what's good? <sighs> oh my God. I'm already dead, so what are you gonna do with me? What are you going to do with me? What the fuck are you gonna do with me? You take my baby, I take yours. Tell me you ain't got no kids. Crying laughing face emoji. <clears throat> this is on all caps, <clears throat> still. Y'all shouldn't have fucked with my baby. Stop playing God. You can't not make decisions like that. I don't get that. That was my fucking baby. And Alex, you are so full of shit. Talking about I'm faking? Faking what, bitch? Bitch, I've been crying all morning because my, oh, her baby died before, my baby died before my eyes as a sacrifice to a fake god. Well, uh, now I have a lot of questions and I don't, what? You motherfuckers will pay. That was my baby. Alex, you are a psychopath.
1: Yeah, you feel like yeah, maybe Alex is uh, not.
0: I don't know what mental hospital you escaped out of, but I will see to it that they put you back in that straitjacket. Karma is already on its way back to you. You should have never taken my baby. God is always on my side. This is not in all caps anymore, so I'm not going um, to yell. God is always on my side. If he allowed you to take my baby, it's because you were not the right one for me to have a baby with. So I will be at peace knowing this. And I wish no harm on anyone. Wait, I got to go to the next part. Uh, I wish no harm on anyone and their family. That's nice. I choose positivity and love and light Always. Gracias, stay blessed. And then the guy who just wanted, just got that girl's phone number and was like, who is this? And what? And scene. (laughs) Guys, I don't know what happened. We can only surmise, but I hope that that woman is okay. And I hope that we're all okay. Fuckery or not. You know, I feel like. This time (laughs) is bringing all the crazies out of all the people. Everybody's capable of crazy. Everybody has crazy in them. Sometimes you let it out in a fun way by doing arts and crafts or doing a little dance in your apartment when no one's watching. Sometimes you see a guy driving down your street blasting music so goddamn loud that your candles vibrate and then you want to throw something at him. And then you're like, Christina... No, 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 we're not going to throw things at people. And then you're like, wow, I'm really a parenting myself. Good job, me. I feel like I'm in the fucking, I don't even know. I got to go outside more or something. But then going outside doesn't really help. It's just, what are we to do? You know? So if you're feeling a little Looney Tunes, trust me, every other person on this planet is with you. And and, and I say it'll pass, but I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, Like I said, I'm recording this on Monday night before, before, you know, the Monday before you, the Wednesday that it comes out. And so I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen, y'all. Who knows? But my friend, who I love, she has a daughter who's five, who I love. She's the cutest person. She's cute because she's a little kid, but also her personality is just goddamn adorable anyway she texted me and she was like oh i um would it be okay could you watch you know her kid and i was like oh my god please i want to hang out with a child i need to hang out with a child because let me tell you something my apartment it's like a child who has a bank account furnished it you know i got flarp i got whoopee cushions i have all kinds of color pencils very sharpened of various hues like i'm talking like not just like Typical rainbow colors, like I'm talking like eight kinds of greens, ten kinds of purples. Like I am ready to hang out with a kid, and I'm so excited. I got games, but I do have to. Um, when her daughter was here last, she peeked up in my into my loft, my magical loft space. It was it was a little bit of mess, so she right before as they were leaving, I was like, "Oh, Izzy, you want to see the loft?" and I and I showed it to her, and then she was like, "Oh my gosh!" and I was like, "Right?" I'm like a kid with money, um, and then they left. And so I'm assuming she'll want to go back up there and hang out. And I gotta, I gotta do a, I gotta do a good old sweep of that loft. Cause I just went up there and I was like, I think I should remove some stuff before the kid comes over and we hang out. There's like eight vibrators up there and a shitload of weed. And I'm like, yeah, that's not kid friendly. Uh, not even a little bit. So I gotta, I gotta do a sweep of my apartment and t- <laughs> just put all the inappropriate things in a box. And one of the inappropriate things I got to put in a box are all my sticky notes because i record guys we fucked here so corinne comes over and i hi i just i don't you know when you put positive affirmation sticky notes around your home you don't want anybody to see them you know and you're always gonna forget to take at least one down and then your friends getting water from your fridge and you're like ah i I didn't take the sticky notes off the fridge god damn it you got i gotta take down all the sticky notes because i feel like to a kid If a kid was like, Christina, why do you have all those sticky notes? It's like, well, honey, my mommy didn't give me the love and tenderness that I required all the time as a child. So I'm trying to give that to myself for the first time. And it's, man, it's slow going. But let me tell you, practice makes perfect, okay? Uh, I just feel like that's 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 a dark concept to explain to a child i'm so excited to hang out with the kid but yeah i gotta take a i gotta take down all my positive affirmation sticky notes because like when corinne comes over i'll take them down the ones i remember to anyway and then she she leaves and i put them right back up because i need them there (laughs) and i have sticky notes like i'm proud of you like all the things that i need to hear uh that i'm not getting from i don't have a Uh, you know a a romantic partner which is great that's that's honestly such a blessing because then I can figure out what do I need for honest to god probably the first time in my life so that's been nice but I'm you know parenting myself I'm learning to parent myself so I have all these positive affirmations sticky notes that say like I'm proud of you you're doing a great job like that's what they say and then I accidentally left a couple of them up uh, last week when Kern and I were recording. And she was telling me that she kind of like roasts herself and bullies herself, but in a fun way. Like her the notes that she leaves around her house are like, you know, fuck off, you piece of shit. You know, like just, you know, meaner ones. And I was like, that's an interesting, that's an interesting concept. I'm gonna try that. And so I wrote, um, I have a dry erase magnetic board on my fridge. And I put quotes and shit on it. I change it every day. It's like a little classroom. And uh, the other day I put, work harder, you lazy fat fuck. And honestly, every time I get something from my fridge, I see it and I crack up. So (laughs) there's something to that. Work harder, you lazy fat fuck. I just, that's, that's hilarious. You know what I mean? But you gotta live, you know, I do feel bad for people who don't live alone. You gotta hide that shit, you know? I don't know if I'll ever be at a place where I would be so comfortable. That's intimacy motherfucker. You're so comfortable with yourself that you don't care if your roommates or your boyfriend or your friends see your positive affirmation sticky notes. I wonder if that's a place that I can get to. But the thing is I, you know, the point in me writing these things is that I feel so comfortable doing it because I know no one's going to see it unless I forget to take them down like a fucking fat lazy fuck. But like Work harder, you lazy fat fuck. Is just, I gotta say, write it on a sticky note and put it there. Unless, you know, you have this deep-seated fear or, you know, maybe maybe you do need to work on uh, your work ethic or uh, your weight or something. Like, so if you're, like, really upset about those things, obviously don't bully yourself into with that stuff. But... I'm always kind of insecure about it. Am I working hard enough? And so, but it's it's funny. You know what I mean? Like that's why I love roast battles. I love getting roasted. I'm not a great roaster, guys. I haven't had the opportunity to stretch my muscles yet, but uh, I love being roasted. Holy shit! When you make if you make fun of me, I mean, when you make fun of me and it's not a roast, I I, my feelings hurt and I cry. But um, when it's a roast, boy, it's so funny. It's very therapeutic. It's very therapeutic. So, uh, yeah, and I need to start I need you know what I gotta I'm really so I'm working with this spiritual coach lady, and i will I will give you her name and her info when we're all done with the beta program after I've honed in my psychic abilities. I don't wanna share her with you just yet, but every Sunday we're meeting and we're doing these meditations. It's wild, man. we worked on channeling Whew! I mean it's cool the shit that you can do with your mind is absolutely insane to me and when you get in the zone of like really meditating and the spirituality shit i gotta say i highly recommend it because you get into you get out of it what you put into it and you can do some crazy shit if you get real good at meditating and channeling and stuff i mean whoo but one of the things she she gives me homework assignments which is really good and one of them was to take note of she wanted me to take note of cognitive distortions and those are basically thought thought processes that you you know your, your brain being an asshole to you basically and that can drive you into into a depression or give you anxiety or and it's and it's really just a matter of you know changing what you tell yourself when you're alone uh in order to feel better and she gave me this spreadsheet from uh david burns who I, I read his book i love david burns uh feeling good she gave me a spreadsheet on these distortions anyway she wanted me to write down any time that i feel like I, t- I talk negatively to myself and at first i was like well i'm just a sweet little flower to myself i love myself and i think i'm great and then i was like well i'll you know i'll try if i you know think of you know if i catch myself saying anything mean boy when you turn the focus on hey am i saying any shitty things to myself i mean at least if you're me you realize oh goddamn i'm saying a lot of terrible things to myself like a lot of a lot of negative things not nice things so i need to that's why these sticky notes really help i'm like you're a good person christina you're a good person i feel guilty i feel like i owe everyone everything even if i've just met you I'm like how can I help you do you need money what do I need like not even did money but just like I just feel like I owe people things and it keeping track of all the negative thoughts one of the main solutions to these negative most of the negative thoughts that I've experienced is bitch you don't know anyone shit you only owe yourself some stuff and that's just be honest be vulnerable work hard you lazy fat fuck but I really feel guilty so much more than I realized. Oh, man. <laughs> and I feel like I know the roots of where that came from. Ah, so I just, I had, so she gave me these. I don't want to read these to you because I think that you would benefit from them. She gave me this worksheet, and uh, it's cognitive distortions. Uh, and the cognitive distortions are all or nothing thinking, overgeneralization. Mental filter, discounting the positives, jumping to conclusions. I know some people who do that. Magnification or minimization. Woo-hoo, you speak in my language, doc. Emotional reasoning, should statements. And that's, I think, what made her send me this form because I said, I'm like, I keep telling myself I should do this, I should do that. And it's like, what the fuck off, Christina. You're doing what you're doing. And you can, you know, analyze your way of being, your way of life, the way you go about the world, what you, you know, the food you eat, all, all the shit that you should, 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 should. It just makes, I make myself feel so guilty by saying I should do this or I should do that. Um, labeling and personalization or blame. So I'm going to go through uh, 10 forms of twisted thinking, twisted thinking uh, that relate to each one of these terms that I mentioned. So for all or nothing thinking, Here's an example of that. You see things in black or white categories, which my therapist told me is like child brain thinking, but also like trauma brain thinking. Ooh, we're learning, we're growing. If a situation falls short of perfect, you see it as a total failure. <laughs> yeah. When a young woman on a diet ate a spoonful of ice cream, she told herself, I've blown my diet completely. Oh, crap. This thought upset her so much that she gobbled down an entire quart of ice cream. Well, goddammit. it. That feels personal, huh? <laughs> God, I do that so much. All or nothing thinking. I do that with everything. I'm either the best or the worst. Okay, so overgeneralization. Here's an example of overgeneralization. See if you can relate. You see a single negative event, such as a romantic rejection or a career reversal as a never-ending pattern of defeat by using words such as always or never when you think about it. Oh, Oh, crap a depressed salesman became terribly upset when he noticed bird dung, when he noticed bird dung on the windshield of his car. He told himself, just my luck. Birds are always crapping on my car. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I do that. I don't do that with birds crapping on my car, but, uh, I do that with romance i do that with romance but you know there is a pattern so but who's the common denominator your girl <laughs> okay all right so here's an example of mental filter see if you can relate i bet you can you pick out a single negative detail and dwell on it exclusively so that your vision of all the re- of all, all of reality becomes darkened like the drop of ink that discolors a beaker of water for example, you receive many positive comments about your presentation to a group of associates at work, but one of them says something mildly critical. You obsess about his rejection for days and ignore all the positive feedback. Shit, I do that. Yo, I can't, I, you know, but the thing is, I appreciate all the, pod, like, you know, post an Instagram, you know, well, I've been posting toots to my Instagrams, some nudes, and there's only two people maybe out of all the nudies that i'm posting that are like you don't have to be such a whore you know that's not exactly what they said but and all the positive comments i'm like thank you yes thank you i know thank you oh my god thank you yep mm -hmm, expected that thank you oh my god thank you yeah you're right (laughs) okay and then one person's like you know you don't have to do that i'm like what do you mean bitch fuck you i will go to your profile i will look at your life and i will roast you i mean what a waste of time do you know what i'm saying so mental filter gotta get a better one Oh, my Brita filter's been not... My Brita filter hasn't been replaced in 32 years, man. Oh, goddamn. Okay, okay. All right, let's move on. Discounting the positive. You reject positive experiences by insisting they don't count. Ah, fuck. If you do a good job, you may tell yourself that it wasn't good enough or that anyone could have done as well. Eh, I do that sometimes. Discounting the positive takes the joy out of life. No shit. And makes you feel inadequate and unrewarded. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I am very proud of myself, though. So it's a balance. Uh, number five: jumping to conclusions. Hmm. You interpret things negatively when there are no facts to support your conclusion. Mind reading. Without checking it out, you arbitrarily conclude that someone is reacting negatively to you. Oh boy. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's personal fortune telling you predict that things will turn out badly I know a lot of people do that before a test you may tell yourself I'm really gonna blow it what if I flunk This was written in the 90s Um, if you're depressed you may tell yourself I'll never get better yeah that will keep you in a depression all right six magnification you exaggerate the importance of your problems and shortcomings or you minimize the importance of your desirable qualities this is also called binocular trick well that's a shit trick isn't it seven emotional reasoning twisted thinking mm. you assume that your negative emotions necessarily reflect the way things really are like i said feelings aren't facts motherfucker but they are clues they are clues they are clues i feel terrified about going on airplanes it must be very dangerous to fly or i feel guilty i must be a rotten person oh yeah that's what i think um uh okay so yeah we're still in emotional reasoning so it's you assume that your negative emotions necessarily reflect the way things are okay yeah so again feelings aren't facts but they are clues motherfucker get out your treasure map and let's go hunting huh uh i feel guilty i must be a rotten person or i feel angry this proves i'm being treated unfairly wait it doesn't oh, i guess it doesn't god damn it hey <laughs> we're still learning we're still growing it's a never-ending process or i feel so inferior this means i'm a second-rate person yeah that's true or i feel hopeless i must really be hopeless shit i do emotional reading reasoning a lot well so do you probably too <laughs> uh should statements Ugh. you tell yourself that things should be the way you hoped or expected them to be After playing a difficult piece on the piano, ooh, that's about me, a gifted pianist told herself, I shouldn't have made so many mistakes. This made her feel so disgusted that she quit practicing for several days. Musts, oughts, and have-tos are similar offenders. Should statements that are directed against yourself lead to guilt and frustration? You don't say! Should statements that are directed against other people or the world in general lead to anger and frustration? Yeah, a little bit. Quote, he shouldn't be so stubborn and argumentative. Crap, guys, we got a lot of work to do. (laughs) That's like all you hear. (laughs) Many people try to motivate themselves with shoulds and shouldn'ts as if they were delinquents who had to be punished before they could be expected to do anything. Shit, that's true. I shouldn't eat that donut. This usually doesn't work because all these shoulds and musts make you feel rebellious and you get the urge to do just the opposite. Dr. Albert Ellis has called this masturbation. I call it the shitty approach to life. (laughs) Well, guys, we got puns. Over. We got puns, Houston. LOL. They're not that funny, but that's okay. I'm a professional comedian. You're not. It's okay. I forget you. Over. And labeling. Let's look into that, guys. We probably all do this fucked up shit, huh? Labeling is an extreme form of all or nothing thinking. Instead of saying i made a mistake you attach a negative label to yourself i'm a loser you might also label yourself a fool or a failure or a jerk yeah i'm a real jerk labeling is quite irrational because you are not the same as what you do put that on a goddamn sticky note human beings exist but fools losers and jerks do not are you sure these labels are just useless abstractions that lead to anger, anxiety, frustration, and low self-esteem. That is not incorrect, so he's got point. You may also label others. When someone, like a fuckboy, when someone does something that rubs you the wrong way, you may tell yourself, he's a son of a bitch. Then you feel that the problem is with that person's character or essence instead of with their thinking or behavior. Oh yeah, I see that. You see them as totally bad. This makes you feel hostile and hopeless about improving things and leaves little room for constructive communication. Well, that's a good reminder, isn't it? Okay, I'm going to do one last time, one more. Personalization and blame. Personalization occurs when you have yourself, when you hold yourself personally responsible for an event that isn't entirely under your control. When a woman, of course the woman, when a woman received a note that her child was having difficulties at school, she told herself, this shows how what a bad mother I am, instead of trying to pinpoint the cause of the problem so that she could be helpful to her child. When another woman's husband beat her, she told herself, if only I were better in bed, he wouldn't beat me. Oh God, that's so sad. Personalization leads to guilt, shame, and feelings of inadequacy. Some people do the opposite. They blame other people or their circumstances for their problems, and they overlook ways that they might be contributing to the problem. I know some of those people. The reason my marriage is so lousy is because my spouse is totally unreasonable. I feel like the actual words that were said were a little harsher than that, but okay. Blame usually doesn't work very well because other people will resent being scapegoated and they will just toss the blame right back in your lap. It's like the game of hot potato. No one wants to get stuck with it. We'll all be goddamn. You know what? Maybe I should do that book before we get to Feel Your Feelings January. That would be a good one. Because by the time we get to Feel Your Feelings January, get ready to cry, motherfuckers. Get ready to cry. Get ready to fucking cry. Um, Yeah, so I was reading all of these cognitive distortions and examples of them. And I was going over them. And I was like, you know what? This was on, let's see, this was on last Tuesday night. After I recorded this podcast, Uh, I was going over them. I was doing my homework. I went to bed. I mean, I was going to go to bed early and I I was just feeling, you know, fragile last Tuesday night and I had, you know, I organized my house and I was always clean. Well, not always clean, but I clean it when I'm stressed out. It really helps me. It's very meditative. And I was sitting in my office at my desk and I was going over my spiritual homework because I'm a good student. Because if I don't, what else am I I'm a failure and I should just die, huh? <laughs> uh, just kidding. Um, and I was going over these cognitive distortions and I was drinking my water because I was trying to stay hydrated. And I was like, wow, you know what? My mom does a lot of this stuff. My mom does a lot of this stuff. And then I was thinking to myself, how do you tell a person that they are thinking in cognitive distortions? You can't, it's not really something you could say to a guy. You know what I mean? especially if it's a parent, I feel like therapists, not all therapists are good, that's for sure. But the good ones, the ones that I've experienced, really give you time to come to your own realizations. Like they kind of gently guide you. And for me, if I, you know, I'm on this whole new wave of understanding myself and how I work and how others work, and I could kind of see your wounds by your behavior, you know, and and it gives me more empathy for you. So thank me later no, i'm just kidding uh and so i was like how do you tell i'm like how do i, I as like, i still hadn't talked to my mom uh and i was like how do you tell a person that they're they think in this way and i mean it i mean it out of love i really do but i was i was just thinking about that to myself i'm like oh, i'm gonna make a note to ask my therapist that on thursday because that's when i see her i see her on thursdays and i was writing in my spiritual coaching journal and i was drinking i was just i had like a good i had one of those nights where i was like you were a good girl tonight christina you you stayed hydrated yay well like i have all these lists and if i don't check them off then i'm a piece of shit person i guess i really got to get over that guys it's so stressful and that's why i smoke weed a lot because my inner critic is a bitch and a half and I was just thinking about that. I'm like, oh, you know, I, I want to write my parents a letter, you know, because I had FaceTime with my with my dad the a week prior. And, you know, it was emotional and hard. And um, I, I wasn't sure if we got somewhere, but I kind of hoped we did. And then, you know, the funniest thing happened. So the next day, I woke up to several missed calls. Now, waking up to missed calls is always a terrible thing. I've never had an experience. Okay, so I'm doing all or, I'm doing all or nothing thinking. I got to rephrase that. God damn it. <laughs> it's okay, Christina, you're doing all right. You're trying. Uh, it has been my experience that the majority of time, pretty much 100% of the time that I personally have woken up to missed calls. I'm like, "Uh-oh. That's not good." And I woke up to a bunch of missed calls and and and, and they were from the, the people who raised me, my parents. And and they said now you know your girl ain't good in the morning i'm not i don't i'm not thinking clearly it takes me about an hour and a half to start thinking clearly when i wake up in the morning it's it's i've been that way my whole life whatever i don't care i'm not ashamed of it not bad it's just it is it is what it is i would if if i could figure out a way to change it that'd be cool but haven't figured it out yet but that's okay so it takes me an hour and a half to just come you know just not be discombobulated I wake up to a bunch of missed calls and I was like, "Oh, fuck that shit." And then I noticed they're from both my parents and I was like, "Oh fuck, I hope everyone's alive. If they're both call me, that's a probably." And they're they're alive. They were alive. Um and 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 my mom was around the corner from my apartment and I was like, "Oh, oh, oh, wait wait wait." And you know when you get the 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 information that something is happening that you know you're like oh i'm not gonna have a good reaction to this one it's like I, I i i read the words i'm across the street from your apartment and i was like okay okay i read these words and it is of my understanding that shit's about to go down so mm, that's interesting and then uh i was there was a lot of texting in all caps much like that woman the poor the poor baby i don't know where the baby went the fuck girl whatever uh you know texting in all caps because it's not you know the time to startle me is not the morning it's not any time ever but definitely not the morning and so i was like okay christina in about five minutes you're gonna have a panic attack because it's i mean i don't want to i tried the breathing i tried the earth breathing that my therapist told me you know, you're taking, you sit with your feet on the ground, and then you take your ball, there's a ball in the center of the earth, and it comes up one leg, and it goes up to your navel, and then it goes down the other leg. Oh, boy, did I do my earth breathing. I went upstairs, and I was like, no, 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 no. no And then there's all these positive affirmations, sticky notes of, like, I love you, I'm proud of you, and I was tearing them down, like, and I was screaming, fuck, like, very loud, like, screaming it, because I was like, I don't know what to do right now. Woo! Okay. And I was like, all right, and then the panic attack it ensued. Um and and maybe it ensued because I knew I was going to have it and it's like, well, of course you're going to have a panic attack with that attitude, okay? So I was like, all right, cool. I wish I had wrote you work Carter, you lazy fat fuck on my fridge cuz that honest to god, if I wrote that and I saw that in the midst of like screaming that my mom had completely violated the one boundary that I set, which was I don't want to see you in person until I'm ready. Uh I feel like if I saw work harder, you lazy fat fuck, I probably would have laughed, and I I might not have had a panic attack to be uh, to be honest. Um, so, but ne- I'll say that for next time. Anyway, uh, yeah, she was across the street, and I was like, oh, that's, and I said, and I says to myself, I says, Christina, girl, we gotta do a team meeting. You and you and me and me and all of all of us, uh, we're gonna do a team meeting. And cool, okay. So there's something happening that you don't want to happen. How do we fix that? call my therapist didn't answer cool that's fine it's an off day I don't talk to her on that day I don't talk to her on Wednesdays and I was like and I left her a voicemail I don't I was screaming crying I was scream crying because I was so mad and then I was like wait Christina you are not you have some control of what happens and I was like you sure I do and I was like yeah you do just fucking just make just pretend you do okay and I was like okay and uh and as and i and i wow boy i call my brother thank god if you are if you are uh if your parents are if you have a parent with mental illness or if you have a parents which honestly fucking most parents okay most human beings all right no one is perfect but if you have had a tumultuous childhood and you have a sibling that you love and respect who gets it my god there is no better medicine to your mom violating the boundary and showing up to the city that you live in and being across the street expecting you to go to the diner and talk to her than calling your fucking brother and yelling—not at him, but yelling—and he was like, "Yo, Nina, that's my." He called me Nina because when I was a kid, I couldn't say my own name, so I was like, "I'm Nina." So <laughs> he's like, "Nina, I don't know. Oof, that's a tough one." I'm like, "Yeah, a little bit, little bit. It's a little bit of a tough one, huh?" Woo! Okay. And I was very angry. And I was basically yelling at her to my brother. But then my my, 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 my dad uh, was texting me, basically saying like, go over there and fix it. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now I got both you on my ass? Well, that's some hell that I don't want to be part of. So uh, I was just t- texting my dad back in all caps. And I was like, I can't believe you fucking let her do this. What the fuck? I was so, so mad, you guys. I was so mad, but I was like, hey this too shall pass right that's mad true and we're gonna figure this out so I called my brother and I screamed that was very helpful because I was like and I was like DJ if I see her I'm gonna fucking lose my mind he's like well we don't want that and I was like no we don't and so but it was it was very important for me to just yell and scream to him I needed to be heard and seen by somebody who understands and the only person I had because my therapist wasn't answering but that's okay she's probably with another client was my brother thank god he picked up oh my god Thank God. Uh, because also, too, I, you know, all the time, a lot of times in my life when um, my mom would make me react in such a way that I felt like I was about to explode, I would always rely on um, a close friend that I don't talk to anymore or a part of my uh, boyfriend. And I didn't have either of those. And but it was kind of a beautiful moment because it's like, wait, you ain't got to look for Solace and anybody else, except you, bitch. And it just—I just—and I—and I—and I had a powwow with myself. My therapist called me back, and I was like, "Well, thank God." <laughs> and she was like, "Oh my God, Christina, this is nuts. What the fuck?" Like you know, she was pissed, and I was like, "That helped," because I needed to be seen. I needed to know that I wasn't crazy for going apeshit uh, over this. And—and uh, and I still didn't know. And then—and then. And then there was the point where my buzzer to my apartment started ringing. I was like, oh, oh, word. Yo, word. And I had to close my blinds. The one fucking boundary I set, man. The one boundary. And I was like, wow, they do not hear me when I speak. It it was in that moment. I'm so glad that this all happened. I actually, I'm, I'm actually very thankful that these boundaries were crossed because they were crossed in such a glaring way that I was just forced to face the fact that they do not see me they do not hear me when I speak to them about how I feel that goes into the ether and that's really important to me so and i i said to myself i'm like don't go out there don't go out there and then she was right outside my door and i was like okay what are we gonna do and i uh there was some more phone calls not with them but with uh, family friends i'm like i got family friends call me and i'm like oh christ almighty you know um and i closed my car and i didn't answer and but it was like, you know, I, I forget if I talked about it on this podcast, there was one nightmare I had from my childhood, uh, where I was in a I, Yeah, I think I did. I think I talked about it last week, actually. <laughs> Christ, um, where I was in this castle, and it was raining. And I didn't, uh, my mom was uh, like half robot, half person. And she was like, you know, sparking everywhere. And I didn't want to let her in. But I had to my therapist was like, that's a metaphor for how you fa-. I'm like, yeah, it is. But this was literally she at my door. And I didn't let her in. I in fact I I blocked. I go, "Wait a second. I don't got to take this. I don't have to I don't have to it, this is such blatant disrespect of my boundaries and just so nowhere near no one neither of them have been hearing me. The past couple months the things that I have said they have not heard me and it's I will not I will not take that ever again. And there's something wild, man. When you um, don't realize that you've been letting people walk all over you, uh, wh- whoever it is, uh, for a period of time or for the whole re- your whole duration of that relationship with whoever said person, it really does something to the other person when, they, when you set a boundary. It really, uh, it's like a trigger. And that's sad to me because if a, a boundary that I'm setting is a trigger for somebody else, fuck, come on, man. I'm doing this for my own health and you're acting like I'm slitting you like like cutting you open with a knife um but it was in that moment of just peak fucking chaos of my buzzer ringing of family friends calling me I had to get out the door because I had a doctor's appointment I had an eye appointment to get my eyes exam, and I was like well I'm not leaving now Jesus Christ and then um she eventually left and i and i realized i was like wait a second if you're treating me th- just i'm not getting through to you and i'm and i'm not going to waste any more energy trying to make you understand where i'm coming from because that's what i feel like i've been doing my whole goddamn life and so i i blocked i forget you could bl- i mean i know you could block people's phone numbers but i just didn't ever even think of that like that didn't even cross my mind is something you could like legally do like i don't know why i've blocked people's numbers before oh i've blocked people's numbers before but i just didn't even and i did it and i was like oh oh this oh this is what it feel like, this is, it feel like. Oh, goddamn, is this what it feels like oh god damn is this what feels like to stand up for yourself it was what a time guys and all of this work that i've been doing uh on myself getting to know myself getting to understand my past and get like unraveling it and so that i can pick myself back up has really uh i think it, all of the work i'd been doing really came to a head uh last wednesday when i just did what i had to do and i stood up for myself it it was uh it was a nightmare well no it wasn't a nightmare because because i didn't let her in um but it's it's weird man i mean i know people email me a lot saying like they get the stuff that I say about my relationship with my with my mom they really 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 resonate with and they've never heard anybody talk about it like that uh and I I hope more people uh can be honest with themselves about the relationship they have with their family with their friends it's really hard it's really hard it's a little heartbreaking too but uh learning to stand in your own power as they say feels fucking good It feels really good. And it's almost like, um, it's not a high. This is how I know it's right. It's not like this high where you wanna just like get wasted and run around the block or something. You know what I mean? Like it's this like, it's a calm stoic high, if that makes sense. Of like just, I did what I had to do. It was not easy. But I'm proud of myself. And then I looked back. I was, of course, crying all day. And then I come, came back to my apartment and I was just in tears. And, uh, not not really, actually. I, was, I wasn't as uh, hot of a hot mess as I uh, I guess normally would have been had that happened any other time in my life. I don't know. Um, and I looked at all these sticky notes. <laughs> and I was like, I'm proud of you. I'm like, well, fuck off, man. But I was. I was like, I really am proud of myself for doing that. Not easy, man. And you feel I felt so goddamn guilty. Woo! It's wild to feel so guilty, but to logically know that you did nothing wrong. What a mindfuck, you know? What a mindfuck. It's like, you know, I've been watching that hurricane show. And I think I always consume art or television or learning songs that really have to do with my life at the moment. And then I realize it a little bit in, and I am like, oh shit! Um, but this it, the hurricane is a a perfect metaphor for what's been happening inside my head the past couple months. And it felt like I was in, I guess, the eye of the storm. In that it was just calm. But not like okay, the rest of that hurricane's gonna come and kick your ass again it does not not in that way uh I don't know it just felt I felt very calm, uh which was nice and uh you know we'll see what happens I don't know but i there there it feels i feel wildly guilty and- and so proud of myself at the same time what a what a fun cookie that is you know so spooky happy halloween y'all well halloween's over but goddamn, was that the spookiest night of morning of my month jesus christ i can't and i mean they're still blah and i'm like when do i when do i say something i don't know i don't know do i write them a, i feel terrible i hope they're okay i love them very much but god damn it I needed to show some fucking guts for myself and I did so that's really nice so I feel weird I feel like a different person in a way I don't know how to describe it yet because I'm still the dust is still settling so hopefully I don't know hopefully nothing I'm not gonna say hopefully anything I just I'm just this is where I'm at it's such a odd <laughs> it's such a weird it's such a weird place But you know We're figuring it out So that was That was That was really um, And I didn't shove it down I was very vocal About it to like You know The people I had to work with Throughout the week And you know My friend Donna Who I fucking love um, She's totally understands that stuff. She's had experiences of her own and we've shared them and it's been very very helpful. We've had kind of, you know, had some similarities uh with not being parented the way that we needed. And so it's been really great to do things with her with the new New York stuff. I mean, I feel like we just she said it and it's so true. We're creating all the parties that we wanted to give ourselves as children and we couldn't. So, I feel like that was great and we had this past Saturday, man very proud of us we had we, it was such a busy day man I was so stressed out the night before because I was like there's just so many things I need to remember to bring Ugh. but uh, I was like Christina you could do this you can do it um, yeah so the Donna's which is her um, not an organization way of life? I don't know. It's a uh, uh I the Donna's is her project and it's a beautiful project that is all encompassing of food, of women, of people's stories, of hardship, of all this beautiful stuff. The flowers always grow through the cracks and that is to me what the Donna's is. And um so we had a tie-dye event during the day at Cafe Bell. Her friend Noelle owns Cafe Bell. Such a gorgeous cafe. Holy fucking shit. I never gave a shit about Italian pastries. I was like, yeah, whatever. Sweets give me stomach aches. I don't really like them. That Noelle at Cafe Bell makes the most delicious sweets that don't hurt my stomach. I don't know what she does, but they're fucking, they're so good. So Cafe Bell is the meeting place for the new New York pop-up comedy shows that we did. So uh, we had a daytime event where we tie-dyed t-shirts that said New York ain't dead. And uh, and it was like a one year celebration of the Donnas. And Noelle made this beautiful cake. Oh my God. It was, it was just, it was a beautiful day. And then one of our um, friends who um, she's grown to be our friend, she was a fan of uh, podcasts. And uh, she's just a great woman. Her name's Kylie. And it's it, at end of story NY is her like design page. She's really, ten- she did all my merch, the Baze on Blades merch. She's so talented. Um, she was there helping us with the tie-dye and she kind of spearheaded the tie-dye event for the day portion and her mom was there and her mom's like this cool lady with like purple hair and glasses and she's a scientist and I was like oh, oh you have a good mom that is, oh you have a nice relationship that's cool shove it down Christina push it down not today <laughs> like seeing a, a woman and her mom function I was like I can't take this I'm very happy for you but eh. and that like Triggered me Woo But I shoved it down Because I didn't want to lose my My shit on this tie-dye event Because it was a fun day And the, thank you to everybody who came to it It was really wonderful I left a little early Because um, You know So that was 1 to 4 And then 7 o'clock was the show We extra sold it out We had like 60 plus people in the alleyway It was really fucking cool Everyone was really good about the masks We had a crazy lineup of comedians And we ended it with a drag performance And Uh and in the middle of hosting the show I couldn't I could I like turned off I shut down in the middle of the show and I was like I can't and Donna had to go up there with one of the comic Shane to, to like give out awards for like worst most okay quarantine and least okay quarantine like it was a fun thing we did a couple of shows ago and so that and I was like push it down Christina not today because you know if you're a stand-up comedian, a lot of times you will get bad news or terrible things will happen and you'll have a flashback or you could trigger triggered right before you have to go on stage. So inconvenient. But you learn to shove it deep down in a hole. And I just couldn't shove it down. And I, like, almost had a fucking panic attack on the street and i was like d can you go up and introduce the next comic because you know i'm having a time and she was like absolutely and i was like thanks girl and then we had this uh, big dance party planned at this at pier 35 we had scouted it out a couple weeks prior just to see the the pier was publicly open until 1 a.m we're like that's perfect out obviously very open air big spit gorgeous pier i mean the view you're staring at the brooklyn the manhattan bridge and it, it's just unreal the views were absolutely incredible and there was like a stage and i was like this is the we were like this is the perfect dance floor so we were like okay we're having a dance party at pier 35 at 9 30 let's go so after the stand-up show we have this dance party and we had kylie uh and her a bunch of her friends uh we i purchased uh glow-in-the-dark balloons i got some helium tanks and they were setting up while the comedy show was happening they were putting all these balloons all around the pier because we wanted it to just be this magical night and and we get to, D-, D and I get to the pier you know a, l- a little ahead of everybody And but Kylie they had been there setting all these balloons up and Donna was like oh it's you know it's this crazy full moon tonight write down something that you want to let go of put it on a piece of paper and just throw it out into the air and I was like can it be multiple things Donna and she was like yes it can be multiple things and I was like that's good because I got a couple and so I wrote them down and I start crying and then I just you know flung them into the air and then we get, you know, we walked out onto the pier, and it was just so beautiful, like, the, what we had imagined when we were, like, scouting it was just, like, can you just imagine just, like, balloons everywhere, and there's music, and just, and it was exactly that, it was exactly that, and then we were dancing, we didn't know if people were going to come, uh, but a bunch, of, you know, a couple people came, there was, like, maybe 20 of us dancing on the pier, and then about 20 minutes in, a group of 50 to 60 rollerbladers with like glow sticks and like music pumping rushed the pier and all that we were in the middle of dancing and all of a sudden they just rollerbladed onto the pier and onto this stage area and then we all like a hundred of us were like dancing we all were wearing masks and it was just I was like whoa it was one of the most magical experiences and it felt it felt very special. I was like, "What the fuck!" And I just started crying. And I was like, "This is, <laughs> this is amazing." I just, it was so cool. And so, you know, the point of the story is, guys. Uh, sometimes life is like, but you gotta put the pod. Just you gotta love yourself. And I know it's it's such a trite, overused uh, phrase, but it is for a reason. You really gotta sit with your, yourself and figure out what do you need outside of any other human being on this planet? What do you need? And how can you give that to yourself? How can you be gentle with yourself? And and I swear to God, if you, if you just keep it up, you know? If you put one, you lay one brick down. Every fucking day, you lay one brick down. One brick. In a year or two, you'll have a whole fucking house and you'll go holy shit you know th- this this whole healing journey it feels very overwhelming most of the time figuring yourself out understanding yourself wanting to improve yourself it feels hopeless and overwhelming a majority of the time but i promise you it's not okay i promise you and and d and i have so many exciting events that we're planning that are going to be digital so you don't have to be in new york you could be anywhere in the world um, we want to do something for New Year's, possibly something for Thanksgiving. Um, and I don't know, we're just giving, we're throwing ourselves all the parties that we didn't get when we were little girls. And I'm excited. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for me. I'm excited for D. am excited for just um, that little morsel of, it was a big morsel, not even a morsel. It was a whole fucking cake of hope that I got with the, it's just, guys, magic is possible. And it is possible to live your life and experience copious amounts of joy. And with that will come pain. And that's okay because you can handle it. It doesn't feel like you can. But you just gotta breathe. You gotta look at your refrigerator and you gotta read those words. Work harder, you lazy fat fuck. And then you go, ha ha ha. And then you just take everything a little less seriously in a good way, in the best possible way. Guys, I love you. Congratulations on not killing yourselves. I'm proud of you. We got this. It ain't an easy road but no journey worth going on is easy or whatever the fuck Socrates says or whoever the fuck says, whatever they say. You know what I'm saying. <sighs> All right, I'll talk to you next Wednesday. There
1: is freedom within. There is freedom without. Try to catch the deluge in a paper cup. There's a battle ahead. Battles are lost But you'll never see the end of the road While you're traveling with me